Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hey there, thank you so much. This is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me on the flip because we're going to be talking about what it feels like when you feel stuck. Like maybe you thought you would be further along. And we're going to be talking about how you can take this feeling of being stuck in the middle, you know, the mediocrity of life, and turn it into something very masterful. So stick with me. 30 minutes. We're going to have a little talk and then we'll be all right to move on to the next thing. So let's see what wisdom has for us today. I'll see you on the flip. Yay! Hey there. Thank you so much. Let's go on and have our little time together today. So wisdom has something wonderful in store and I am so honored and humbled to be able to share with you that there is a way to take the mediocre and turn it into the masterful. And I'm saying this because if you're like me and most people, I've got a secret for you. Most of us at one time or another, or maybe all the time, have this sense that maybe we should be doing more, or maybe there were some missed opportunities, or maybe we thought we would be further along than we are. And I just need you to understand that when that little voice comes or that thought or that dark cloud tries to move in and rain on your parade, wisdom has a way for us to transform whatever you feel is mediocre and turn it into something that is masterful. And I'm going to say that If you look at the word mediocre, it currently means that that it is something that is only of middle of the road or moderate quality. It means it's something that's not good. In other words, mediocrity is the difference between being inexpensive and being cheap. You see, when my grandmother was alive and I would use certain words, she would correct me. And there was something that she said about uh, this statement that I want to share with you because there's a lot of wisdom in it. And it's part of the reframe. And that is that she said that you and anything you produce is never cheap. You can do things that are frugal and that even Uh, are inexpensive. But cheap is a quality that is lesser than, whereas inexpensive 
is a quantity. And that just blew my mind and it it stayed with me throughout. And so I want you to understand that we have an ability to take which is not up to quality and quantity and we have this opportunity to turn them into mastery. So going back to the etymology of mediocrity or mediar, um, excuse me, medi- mediocre, I want you to understand that this word has have a, had an evolution. So the word mediocrity is the noun version where mediocre is the adjective of it. And so mediocrity, it comes from the 1300s, like the 14th century. And it was meteor, meteor, meteoric, oh boy, let me slow down. Meteoric, meteorocrete. Okay, I am really messing that one up today, but we're going to keep going. And it meant moderation. Mm-hmm. It meant moderation or an intermediate state or amount. So remember I talked about quality and quantity, okay? And it meant a middle state, a middling condition. It meant medium. So that's what mediocrity meant. Over the years, it got a darker connotation to it where it meant not good. It meant halfway. Uh, And when I say halfway, not halfway in the actual halfway, but a half-hearted attempt. And because it originally came from, like, if we look at um, the evolution that it went through, it went from being a middle state, it, it, it went to being halfway up a mountain, okay? Keep that one in mind. It meant neutral at first, and it had the um, attachment to accomplishment, okay? And so taking mediocrity and calling things mediocre became attached to the quality of neither good nor bad, but halfway, stuck in purgatory, if you will. And it was also attached to effort and accomplishments. And so wisdom is trying to You know, if I had to, and I don't want to speak for wisdom, uh, I just continue to see how she's navigating. And I I give wisdom a feminine vibe because that's what she feels like to me. Uh, But I see her navigating and calling to us to work on those deep, inherent things about ourselves that are going to be called for and needed. And it's going to be too late to go and do the work when they're called for and needed. And so this is kind of like the prep work. This is kind of like the insurance policy, if you will, to make sure that when the time comes, you're already ready to be able to do on command, um, even unconsciously to answer the call to do what it is you need to do. Okay. So with the understanding of what we do in life has a bearing on who we are, There comes a time when there's a reckoning, whether you realize it or not, you're going through cycles in your life. Some people are very aware of their cycles to the point where they can tell you and pinpoint them. Whereas most people go through them and they're oblivious to them because they've lumped them into this is life. Okay. And inevitably in that cycle, as I'm learning and wisdom is 
leading and showing me, we hit these waves, if you will, where we're very familiar with the bottom of the wave and we are really familiar with the top. You know, the bottom of the wave is really painful. It is obvious and it sucks. We don't like being there. And the top of the wave is joyous. It is the summit. Everything looks bright. But what we don't realize is that for every bottom and every top, there are two middles that you have to go through. And they take the most time. And that's where the mediocrity happens. And so how do you turn this mediocrity into mastery? If you're not asking that, you should be. So let's get into it. So with that, it is now time to start putting in the time to understand your halfways, to understand, some people call it the no man's land, to understand that you might be in the middle, the middle passage. You might be in that area where it's too far in to turn around and it's too far to keep going. But yet and still, there you are. And understanding this, now go back to the etymology of mediocre and mediocrity. It's attached to a meaning of halfway up the mountain. Now let's talk about the symbolism of mountains real quick because I just love this. And a mountain has a symbolism of our consciousness, of our mental ability and thought. And with that mental ability and that consciousness, it is a battleground for your very life. Because whether you want to realize it or not, that our mind and our brains, our thoughts, behaviors, emotions, all of that uh, resides in that area. And it is like trying to go up a mountain. It's dangerous. It's steep. It's uh, you have to do it alone. (laughs) You can't outsource it. You know, you can't put you can't ride somebody's back and go up the mountain. You got to climb it yourself, hike it yourself. And that mountain takes on the trials and tribulations that we go through in getting to our next plateau or our next high. And so you have your valleys and you have your mountaintops. But most of the time, we don't realize how much time we spend being halfway up the mountain and what that feels like. You see, halfway up the mountain means that you've expended some energy and made some progress to get to that point, to the point that you're possibly fatigued, tired, bored, over it, disgusted, frustrated lost your interest. And that's where a lot of people find themselves having to hang out. Now, I am not a mountain climber. I'm not going to profess to be or pretend to be. And what I will say is, is when you have um, these analogies, I, I kind of like, oh man, I wish I understood it more. So what I do is I'll go and I'll try to look and see, you know, through the eyes of others, thank you, Mr. Google, and try to see what does it look like at the midway point. And when I've gone and looked at uh, base camps and and the such for uh, some of the great plateau, uh, great mountains of the world, I have seen that at the midway point, there tends to be a larger base camp. 
They tend to have where you can restock up, where you can hang out for a while, you know, to meet up with the other party. Uh, it's larger. It's like a little community. <laughs> and when I saw that, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. And the reason why it makes so much sense is because when you're in the midst of this, if you're not aware of what is happening, you just simply believe that, oh, this is just part of life. And a lot of people don't realize that they get stuck in the middle of the mountain because it becomes comfortable. Yes, you can brag and say, well, I made it to this point. And a lot of people do. We call it resting on our laurels sometimes. But the thing is, is to shake yourself and understand that wisdom is calling and even requiring that you finish and get to the top of that mountain. Because after that, there are many more valleys and mountaintops to be achieved in your life. So this is where mediocrity becomes masterful. And that is that when you find that, hey, Michelle, it looks like I'm I'm resting at the middle of the mountain. You start looking at how can you find your mark to master? How can you find that thing within you or that thing that is within you that is going to affect your environment for you to move forward? Now, it can be something that you know with all types of clarity, or it can be something that's kind of like a magnet that pulls you toward it, but it doesn't necessarily just tell you outright what it is. But either way, you start to get momentum and traction when you start seeking. Yesterday, if you listen to yesterday's podcast, we even talked about the uh, seeker's reward and how if you seek, you will find. Oh, yes. We talked about the challenges and we talked about the quest and going on the quest. And I hope y'all are checking this out because, you know, we moved from fulfillment and then, you know, we, we moved on to uh, getting an understanding of uh, joy and the quest. And now that you've started the quest, now we're up the side of the mountain and we're starting to move from being mediocre to starting to do what it takes to become masterful. So you see, wisdom has a progression and I cannot take uh, any kind of credit for this. I'm just lumping around like you, learning as we go, all right? So when you start looking for your mark of mastery, it is that that one spark that will lead you towards momentum, towards movement. If you've gotten stalled out, it will be something that causes you to gain a win. And I want to say something about when you're looking for your mark of mastery. Usually, and this doesn't happen all the time, but this is just an insight, you guys. Usually, if you want to start sniffing it out and figuring what can I do to start getting myself back together, reigniting my mojo, if you will, what I want you to do is look at any areas in your life where there seems to be apprehension or even downright fear of starting something new. If there is something that you know you need to do, and you even say it sometimes, I need to be doing this or I should be doing that, and you're not doing it, there is some emotion, a preventative emotion that is preventing you from doing it. It's an obstacle. And that is where you can start to locate the mark of mastery. Uh, the fear of the new, 
That's a big one. Have you ever um, gotten excited about new opportunity, new growth, new direction? You know, it could be anything from I'm going to start running to I'm going to learn how to code to I'm going to open a business to any anything. I'm going to go out and date again, you know, for, for people who might, you know, uh, be in that p- predicament. And then you know you want to do it. You even take action to do it. And then you don't. Each day, you don't. That is possibly a good area to start when you're trying to identify your mark of mastery. Now, the mark of mastery is that spark, as I said before, that will get you momentum. But it is also that part of you that that is calling for you to strengthen it. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, a business coach, uh, Myron Golden. He has this uh, this uh, framework, and it's a framework of four, where it is um, the four uh, levels of value. And I love the way he presents it. And I, I don't want to take a shine, but I'm going to just um, use it really quickly because it helps to understand this mark of mastery that you now find yourself on. And y'all, this is some good stuff. Go look him up. Uh, you can see him on YouTube and a lot of different places. So with the mark of a mastery, uh, using Mr. Golden's framework, he has these different levels of when you're wanting to achieve greatness and start to get into the level of mastery that you desire. And he says the four four levels are this. The first level, which is the lowest, is going to be your implementation level. And this is where you start to get your plan. And the thing about the implementation level is that it requires, are you ready for this? It requires muscle and it requires that uh, you are willing to... um, to, to give your time. So it requires that you do things, that you expend your labor, you see, because it's where you work and you exchange your time for compensation, money, or goals. So that's the first level. And that's why when I said, if you want to figure out where to start with your mark, figure out those things that you need to do that you've been shying away from. A lot of it is going to require some actual physical activity, some skin in the game, some actual doing. So after you move from the implementation level where it's all about you laboring, you doing the, the work to get the thing done, then you move into the next level. And the next level, he calls it unification. But what it really is, is it's where you graduate from you being the person doing it to you being the person instructing others to do what it is that you now know how to do, right? And so with this level, this is where you become a manager, whether it's a manager of other people or a manager of a process that you figure out for yourself, you are now not having to use your muscle to power what it is you want. Okay. But instead, you're starting to learn how to use amplification, leverage, automation, systemization, all of those things to give you shortcuts on getting done the same thing that you spend all this time using your muscle and your time to do. 
And then he talks about the next two levels of the four parts being the ones where you truly move into the beginnings of mastery and wealth. And so the next level is the level of communication. And he says, this is where you're able to now use your mouth to articulate your ideas and to inspire action from others. And so this is where he says you get a, you gain a lot of power because you get to the point where you're able to speak, articulate and translate to others your ideas, your uh, needs and 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 inspire others uh, because of your ability to understand what it is you do, how you do it and the like. And I want to say something about communication. And communication is synonymous with creation. When you get to this third level, this is where you now are creating in the minds, the hearts, and even the actions of others. When you're able to articulate and communicate, you're the person who put that together. And guess what? Those other two levels They carry out what it is. So if you come up with something and you communicate it, then the managers take it and then they work with the implementers, the workers, so that it gets done. But the fourth level, and this is the level that is so powerful. And this one is, he calls, Mr. Golden calls this the imagination level. And and at this level, this is where you use your mind and your resources to fund and drive this. This is where you start to truly learn how you learn and learn how to teach yourself and educate yourself. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. There is a difference between teaching, training and educating. Uh, Training is to learn how to do a skill. Teaching is to learn how to understand processes. But education is to learn how to pull from within you that which needs to be grown and matured and uh, mastered. And so when we're talking about the mediocrity of our lives, that middle passage, that halfway up the mountain, we're actually talking about educating ourselves so that we're able to uh, grow and become something that we never were before. I hope you're seeing how powerful this is because it is really powerful. And so with that four level process from um, Mr. Myron Golden, uh, we learned that when you're starting to make your mark, learn your mark of mastery, this is where you're able to now communicate it and you're able to uh, bring in the imagination of what your mind and your resources can do. And what that does is that allows you to now start, and this is important, y'all pay attention. This is where you're now able to go back and review your life and your experiences and find those episodes that are now classified as top tier. And when we talk about top tier, maybe you could call it a level 10 or whatever it is, but it is those times in your life that caused you to grow by leaps and bounds. And most of the time it's going to involve some uh, struggle. It's going to involve some not so fun times. It's going to involve uh, some um, emotional impact and the like. But it is during those times that you go back and you review and you start to learn things about yourself. You start to learn what was either wrought from within or what was imparted. 
And because you're now at this level, this imaginative level where you have moved into educating yourself instead of just training yourself or teaching yourself, you now learn how to take that and infuse your your learning with the imagination that it takes to create something new. And this is what I want to say about this. When you are now in this part, because honey, you're in the thick of turning mediocrity into mastery, because now what you're doing, you no longer are content with just one source of something. Oh no. You start to become immersive in your education where you become well-rounded. You're able to hold conflicting beliefs, pros and cons and neutralities of ideas. You start to find a way to get a 360 degree view of something so that you become well-rounded in that. And not only with investigating it, you, you put your money where your mouth is, remember we talk about the resources, by putting in the time and the work to become masterful at this. And I like this saying, I, I can't take credit for it, but I love this saying. And the saying is, is that at this point, your style should be identical to none. This is when you start to get the power to supersede what society and other expectations expect of you. This is where you start to become individual because your imagination will not be denied. You start to become masterful because your uh, communication is on point. You have something that people value immensely. They are willing to look, listen to you. And when we talked about uh, epic and uh, legendary and iconic quests yesterday, this is the part we're talking about. This is where you start moving past epic and legendary into the iconic status where you leave legacy and reputation and even people are willing to uh, memorialize your works. And this is not about your ego. It simply is that when you get on this path and you become masterful, that's what starts to happen. And I want to say this. We have talked many times about the adaptability quotient and how to be malleable and how to adjust quickly. And this is no different. The time requires for us to get off the middle of the mountain and get to the top. And guess what? When you get to the top, you can't stop. You got to go back down the other side, go through the valley and start the process again. Because our life is a series of these waves. It's a series of the valleys and then climbing the mountain, and then the mountaintops, and then back down, and on and on we go in uh, waves into and out of particles, into waves. Y'all will get that one of these days. But what I want to say is, is that you want to remember, if you can't remember anything else I said today, when you're becoming masterful, you have got to go through your mediocrity. And please remember, That mediocrity shows all the imperfections. It shows all the tiredness, the fatigue, the uh, lack. And, And I just need you to know that because we have to go through these journeys, if you will, because that's what wisdom requires, if you're gonna make it through the times that are ahead, we are to become adaptable, but we're not required to be perfect. And that's the wonderful thing about adaptability. 
As you morph and grow and turn those 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 lacks into some of your greatest triumphs to become some of your greatest uh, characteristics, you're going to have to get used to facing your imperfections and adapting to change accordingly. And this is something that I've been meditating on for, for, for a minute because it's helping me because I get stymied and turned around when I am not constantly on my mind's game so that I don't get complacent and lazy and, you know, feeling like, well, at least I'm at the halfway point. At least I'm not at the bottom of the mountain. And I have to remind myself and I'm reminding you that when you're in the course of making your mediocrity into mastery, where you become masterful over that area of your life, understand that success leaves a deficit. There is a toll and a cost to be paid for the successes you gain. Don't feel like or or believe, don't fall for 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 the bull, that if you gain some success, that everything else is going to come with it. Mm-mm, no, ask any person who has successfully accomplished a goal, something else uh, lacked, something else paid the price. You see many people time and time again talk about, I gained uh, the success of my business, but my relationship with my child suffered, or I was there for my children, but we suffered because I, I didn't make the money that I always wanted to. So we we struggled. You know, there's something. And I know I'm using those. But I just try to use two and the, and the opposites of this so you can see. Please do not believe that, oh, when I become masterful in this area of my life, everything will be perfect. No, it will not. Success demands that you, you pay for it and thus it leaves a deficit. So we are always working on those imperfections. Even when you get to the mountaintop, something will have gone unaddressed uh, that is now a deficit. And do not kick yourself. Do not say, oh, I should be perfect. You cannot. There really is no such thing as perfection because if it were, you, you, it wouldn't exist here. And I want you to understand this because as we're continuing to move into this realm where you don't know what's going on from time, from day to day, stepping out of your house could and breathing the air could could mean life or death. It's weird out here. And thus we have to get to the point where if we can't control the stuff that we used to take for granted, by gosh, we can work on ourselves and become masterful as people um, doing our work. And so as my time is really gone, y'all, let me just hurry up and go on and, and re- recap. So making uh, mediocrity into mastery requires that you figure out the mark of mastery, figure out that area where you might have the fear of the new or the area where you know, I need to do this. That's probably a good place. Then Go through those four levels of of Mr. Golden's uh, framework for value and mastery through the implementation into the unification on through to communication and then getting up there to imagination. And just remember that you want to become well-rounded. You want to make sure that you allow your your individuality to, to shine and you'll be all right. 
And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.